1: What is up, guys? Ryan Sprague here from Somewhere in the Skies. Welcome to this very special live stream edition of the show where we're going to be talking to the entire team behind the Big Phone Home 2, which takes place tomorrow. Uh, That would be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, the 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's going to be an amazing time, and we're going to talk to all of the hosts of the event about that. They actually are just finishing up another show right now, over on Unidentified Celebrity Review. So they'll be hopping in in just a few moments here at their leisure. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out to everyone who's here. I see UFO Jane is in our waiting room. Thanks for being here, Jane. I'll bring you in in just a few. Uh, UFO Blueprint, Matthew Riot, Jazz Shaw. Everyone's coming over from UCR. This is amazing. I love you guys. We got Mo Anonymous Rex is here. Graham, Graham just was over on UCR, so we're going to talk a little about what just happened over there. Hello, Ethereal. Hello, Kayo. What's going on? Awesome. This is so cool, guys. Thank you for hopping over from UCR. If you're watching on Facebook, I do want to give you a note. Um, in order for me to see your comments on Facebook Live, you do have to click that StreamYard link that I put right underneath the video. Uh, so go ahead and click that. It gives uh, StreamYard permission to show your comments uh, from Facebook on here. If you don't do that, I will not see your Facebook comments or questions. I do apologize. So better yet, head on over to YouTube, watch it there. That's where you can uh, donate to the show, help us out in any way you want. Um, There's a super chat button, a super sticker button, where you can help contribute to the show and make it happen. And we'll put your comments at the top and answer your questions as well. Uh, Let's see what else we got here before I bring Jane and the rest of the crew in. Uh, This Sunday, I'm going to be interviewing noted skeptic Mick West on Somewhere in the Skies. And I will be asking Jane about her recent interview as well with Nick. He is public enemy number one in the UFO field uh, in the best of ways and worst of ways and everything in between. And I'm super stoked to finally talk to him. So if you have any questions for Mick West, Please do not hesitate to send those to me before Sunday. Uh, Let's say Saturday midnight EST. Get those into me for Mick West. And I will hopefully be able to get it into the the interview. Um, That's going to be a really, really fun one. And uh, divisive as well, I'm sure. Uh, So, yeah. um, The last thing I want to let you guys know is Somewhere in the Skies was nominated uh in the paranormal podcast awards which is so cool uh this is being hosted by paranormal magazine that was a weird way of saying that let's just say paranormal magazine and uh we were nominated for best alien ufo podcast and paranormal podcast of the year i was so honored to be nominated for this with other awesome shows that ufo podcast Hosted by Andy, Into the Fray Radio with Shannon, History, uh, excuse me, Hysteria 51, Kryptonaw Podcast, Bigfoot Society, and Stories with Sapphire, a bunch of other awesome shows that were nominated. So if you want to vote for Somewhere in the Skies or any of the other shows that I just mentioned, head on over to Paranormal. Wow, let me get this right paranormalitymag.com. I will put a link in the show notes eventually for that, or just go to my Twitter account at Somewhere Skies, and be sure to vote in that. The deadline is September 30th at midnight. Again, that's paranormalitymag.com to vote for that. So thank you to Paranormal Mag and everyone over there. So it looks like we've pretty much got the whole crew here. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. And hello to Kyle. Hello, John. Hello, Michael. Hello, Fifi. Um, let's Let's do this. What's up, guys? I've got Jane. What's I've got I've got Mike. Welcome.
0: How you doing? It's are just it's, it's a it's a pleasure to be around so many amazing people uh, in ties and and wearing uh, uh, very <laughs> upscale dresses. And I just I, it feels very professional. I'm just trying I'm just trying to make get my bearings here.
1: I, you know what's so funny, Mike? I put this on for you guys because I'm like, I can't be the odd man out. And then I forgot about the odd woman out. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to make a joke when Jane comes on because I know she's not going to wear a tie. But you did dress up for the occasion. You can tell so really this is a dress. Yes. I'm glad <laughs> it actually
2: is a dress. Absolutely, you <laughs> awesome. <We> can tell.
1: <laughs> thank you. Um, hello, everyone coming in here. Mike, I have you guys to thank for this, man. Woo! It is blowing up already. Um, yeah, we did we we're, 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 like, were
0: like because I just told people that Sprague in, in his beautiful blue eyes is in a tie and they were like they just had to see it for themselves.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that was it. I'm it sure. was it It was Yeah, your check's in the mail, buddy. Your check is in the mail. Nightgazer boss, ABG, John, welcome everybody, Max. Um, well, let's let's go as fresh as possible. Um, everyone who just hopped over from UCR, you guys just talked to Graham about his new book that just came out. So um would you guys mind telling us a little about what, what you guys were talking about over there today and um maybe just a little bit about um his book that just came out?
0: Yeah, uh for those of you who don't know, uh Graham Rendell is an avid World War Two researcher and ufologist, and he just put out uh, a brand new book about Foo Fighters, and I'm just trying to pull up the book, if I can get it real quick. It's called UFOs Before Roswell, European Foo Fighters 1940 to 1945. And one of the most fascinating things I think that came out of this conversation were the amount of things that people have tried to chalk up the Foo Fighters to. Uh, and so he does a pretty spectacular job Uh, of debunking a lot of these theories and hypotheses about what they were because there's so little uh, foundation in reality for what a lot of these folks are saying. (laughs) He's basically debunking the debunkers, which is is pretty fascinating.
1: I love it. I love it. And again, it's an era of... Uh, This phenomenon that gets overlooked a lot, you know, whenever, whenever any UFO documentary starts or whatever, it's always Kenneth Arnold first, or if they do mention the Foo Fighters, it's super, you know, five seconds of it and and that's it. And it's... um, you know, so I, I'm so happy to see this.
3: Yeah, rather please. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, even when they do mention the Foo Fighters, it's all USA Foo Fighters, the American force, right? Uh, and Graham went and like found the British Air Force records and was scraping through them and found new, novel reports that are are fascinating. Cases where the pilots were shooting at these Foo Fighters and saw the bullets hit to literally no effect. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't actually read the full book yet, but I'm really, really dying to. I think it's going to be, it sounds really interesting.
1: It does. And Lou, welcome, my yep. man. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for Yeah, of course. Yeah. I did see your little box down there, and I was like, oh, he's probably, um, you know, resetting, as it were. And I'm like, oh, there he is. There he is. Um, John, thank you so much for the super sticker, brother. I really appreciate that. Um, we'll be doing that all night, guys. If you want to help out, the show. We'll put your questions up there. Um, there was one other. Oh, um, over on your show, um, I I wanted to know, and maybe Graham can answer in the chat here uh, if he actually is a fan of the Foo Fighters band. Were you guys Ooh. able to ask him that? We well,
0: so, so I put your question on the screen while he was there. While he was in there, we didn't ask him, but when I put it on the screen, he goes. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. so he
1: was okay.
0: Wow! Band, Come on, how can you not like them?
4: Yeah, how could you oh not like God. the Foo Fighters?
0: I know. I don't know, especially
1: mm. just for the name alone. I remember, oh, um, yeah. you know, hearing that that's that's obviously where they got their name from, and they did like a special concert in Roswell and whatnot, where they kind of talked about the history and the the inception of the name of the band, which is pretty cool. Um, and I actually, for the first time ever, got to see them. They came and played at City Field here in New York. And it was the um, the era where Dave Grohl had, like, broken his leg. And he, like, he did the full tour with a broken leg. But he sat in this throne just made of guitars. It was the coolest oh, thing I've ever seen. I remember yeah. that. Because we're going to cancel like, the tour. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Graham was probably a fan of Nirvana. I feel like to dislike Foo Fighters, it's like maybe you're, like, resentful, like... Been right. so like,
1: well yeah. or, like mainstream, yeah, i would be my theory. Yeah, he just here <laughs> he my is. He theory. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm a '70s and '80s kid. What can I say? Oh. <laughs> so we got. I'm just in take the a rat. wild guess.
4: I was gonna say <laughs> rat, we're either talking hair bands <laughs> w- <for gray laughs> or no, if, if I had to take a guess, I bet it's the Clash. He's really into. I'm just taking a guess because <laughs> i just bought every single album of the Clash and I've been binging the Clash so hard. Um, I think it's the best band that ever, maybe ever lived. Uh, but call Colin, baby. Oh,
0: I wonder if Graham's into the Smiths or the Cure. A the yes, <laughs> but
4: the Cure's great. Yep. Duran Duran. Inix ex- in an a British um, oh. band. of My beverage here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Let us join you. We're be doing a lot of sh- in Oh, my God. I love it. We're going to get a lot of shameless plugs. Future in cup. I'll
2: have to get
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way, James. Yeah. Um, Michael, hello, Alien Bookstore. I lo- or Boca Face. Sorry. Alien Ooh. Boca Face. That's an awesome name. <laughs> hello. Awesome. Um I was going to say Flock of Seagulls. Um, Graham, let us know, brother. Who were your favorite bands? Um, we have to well, know Well, awesome. Mm-hmm. So you mm. guys had grandma today. I can't wait to get the book. I already ordered it's in the mail. Um, but let's talk a little about um, Jane. First, I know you recently interviewed Mick West, who I'm going to be interviewing yeah. this Sunday. Again, if you guys want to get your question in, questions in somewhere in the skies.com contact tab, send them to me. Um, but how'd it go? I, I was able to catch most of it. But um, what I what thought was that it went experience really well. like?
2: I thought it went really well. I was really nervous. Glurp the alien moderates the chat. And I was nervous he'd have to kick people out, off, or a lot of people would unsubscribe. Because when I first announced that I was having Mick West on, there was a lot of negative comments. Like, I have nothing to do with that. Like, how dare you, you know, <laughs> give him a platform. But yeah, the chat was like really nice and like, respectful. And I thought it was a really good conversation. There might have been people who were were expecting me to, like, get at him, like, try to trip him up or, you know, catch him saying something, I guess, dumb about UFOs or debunk the debunker, Mm -hmm. if you will. But I was kind of more curious, just like more about the human, you know, side of things. And so we kind of talked more I think more along along those lines. You didn't right. have a
0: PowerPoint presentation ready? Yeah, that? no, exactly. I
2: wasn't ready to like change his <laughs> mind or, you know, well, that, that's the thing. It, you June. Know, prove, yeah. <laughs> and and
1: that's why I think my interview will sort of be in the same vein as uh, um, the, the human side of it. I want to get to know the guy and mm-hmm. I don't want to spend two hours arguing over the Tic Tac video and like what it yeah. could be and this angle and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not for me to do. I, I mm-hmm. failed. Every math class I ever took. So I want to, <laughs> I want to know, like, you know, why? What? What? What led you down this path to debunk? And and and, what? and I know we talked about it. That he in does some good
0: work well. in other areas too. I think he's talking about. He does some important debunking of some, you know, some pretty cra- wild shit.
1: <laughs> Which is a few of my outside of UFOs. Like, yep. Yeah. Outside I know. of UFOs. Yeah. We're gonna get past UFOs in the interview. I've got some questions on other. You know conspiracy theories and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I do want to thank John here for the the ten dollar sticker. Motorhead rules. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. Gosh, I don't know how you guys keep up with this stuff. This is why I need a moderator. And I need a- someone to. Did I say
4: I didn't know who the Clash was. I I just said I bought all their albums recently. <laughs> I knew who they. I, I-, I-, I knew who they were. Yeah, <laughs> Naz and and somebody else just said it. Uh, oh, Matthew Wright. I knew. Dude, I'm very well aware of the Clash. I just hadn't, I didn't have their entire music and you know, anthology. Now I've got it and I'm loving it because there are tunes I haven't heard,
1: right? It's so funny you mentioned that in here in New York now. Um, every street you walk down, there's just boxes and boxes of people, um, throwing out their CDs, their books because you know they all you know bought them and mm-hmm. got them out during the the lockdowns and now mm. everyone's like going back to work they like i don't have space for all this Yeah, in these tiny new york apartments so mm. did i've literally been going up and down every street like looking a rat, for it. yeah just like going through and i found an entire box of just classic rock cds and it was amazing i can't wait to sit through. i can't
4: say you i did that all the time in new york city i would if especially if i like was waiting for somebody to come out of their apartment i'd be going you know just casually looking through the trash being like I've found golf clubs I've found really good books I've Mm. found all sorts of stuff in New York City garbage bikes like yeah it's wild some
1: stuff I hope I hadn't found either but that's another (laughs) story (laughs) Um, well, itch, okay, let's talk about um, it. Yeah, what? Where'd this <laughs> rash for come from? 12 years? I don't know. <laughs> like, I
0: didn't like know first... there were crabs on the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were this weekend, man. Holy crap. We got like, and I'm talking about the actual crustacean crabs. Uh, we had um, a flood here. In New York City, which was insane, we never experienced that here, to my knowledge. Oh, really? Well, really you had it. Time. You had
4: it during um, Sandy. the better, uh, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy was the last was time that happened. Bad. Yeah,
1: I was here for that, and I can tell you, it was pretty rough. I remember trying to. I, um, Broadway was still open where I work mm. um, during the hurricane, which was
2: Wait, unbelievable. Flooding in New York City, and then we had the freeze here in Texas in March. And the
0: hurricane and in Louisiana. Louisiana. What a- mm. what?
1: little global warming action. We'll talk to McWest about that one,
0: James, Yeah, for sure. McWest but, will um, agree. He will.
1: <laughs> I concur. It'll be the only thing we probably agree on in the interview. <laughs> but, um, let's talk about um, Mike. Uh, we're just going to run through what you guys have been up to recently. Then we'll get to the big phone home. And then I got a couple questions for you guys on a couple articles that came out today, actually, um, mm-hmm. which really are making some um, – some headway in the ufo community but um mike can you tell us a little about your interview recently with um irena scott in the forgive me the gentleman's name uh that was with that interview Maybe uh tell us a little yeah philip shane
0: happened. yeah so we had philip shane and Irina scott philip shane is the creator of the what the if podcast he's also the documentarian behind uh being elmo and einstein um, he also worked with Peter Jennings and did a UFO expose back in the nineties, Lou? Was it the nineties?
4: Uh what, the Peter Jennings was like two thousand two, two thousand three.
0: Yeah, um, but incredibly fascinating dude. His, uh, his, he's, you know, he's very, very interested in science. His, his father is a skeptic. His mother's a UFO believer. And so he's got this kind of interesting middle ground that he shared with us. And, uh, that was amazing. Irina Scott, though, was extraordinary as well. Um, you know, she had, uh, high level clearance, uh, in the government. Uh, at the DNI, I believe she said, and it was just extraordinary sh- her sharing her experiences with like UFOs when she was a kid. Her and her sister saw these like miniature UFOs in her home. Uh, and then later saw, just had this extraordinary experience, uh, capturing one, uh, off a highway above an airport. And, you know, one, she, I mean, this woman broke so many glass ceilings and, uh, was in science when so many, you know, so many, uh, so few women were so it was just just a heck of an interview um with with the both of those I, it was uh, just incredible we just we just keep finding these extraordinary people who are sharing their stories and uh it's fascinating it's wonderful
1: i i love it and again these are like people that the ufo community itself has never really spoken to yes irena but then you know your show isn't about UFO so it brings right. in an entire new conversation a new audience new guests which is what we desperately need other than the same damn people every other you know week saying the same things over and over so that's right. why and we wanted I, to I mean that I was love part that. Of the
0: Thank you. That was part of the goal when, you know, Lou and I started to work together because we wanted to broaden, you know, we wanted to have a lot of conversations about, you know, it's, it's not just about UFOs. It's about the future. Where are we headed? Where's humanity headed? Um, and that's really what the Singularity Lab is about is this, you know, futurism, uh, technology, breaking science, and, uh, and, and we delve into consciousness. And I think these are all important topics, uh, you know, as we, as we move into the future. So it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun ride.
1: I love that. I love it. Rather, have you come out with anything lately, my man? Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, this week I, I posted a video about ball lightning. Uh, I found a uh, 1960 study from the government, a preliminary study on ball lightning, where they were studying the phenomenon and they were thinking about whether it had a fusion reaction sustaining it. Uh, so I found wow, that interesting. very interesting. And then uh, 50 years later, Eric Davis, a physicist who's very involved in all the UAP stuff, kind of Hal off a uh, protege. He wrote a paper for the uh, Air Force on ball lightning, and he goes through the decades of research on, on it. You know some prosaic explanations, but the paper ends with uh, one of his suggestions for what it might be, and it's completely redacted. And sorry, what, what was there, right? And uh, yeah, I have a video there that explores some potential explanations for maybe the government's been studying UAP under the guise of ball lightning, and maybe they've been figuring some things out.
0: What about the new squid sensors, rather?
3: Mm. Oh, yeah, that that too. Just last night, I um, saw a video that they've been able to detect. So there's LIGO that you can detect gravity waves by these giant things that are miles long. There's a team of scientists who are going the opposite direction and are developing these tiny quartz crystal disks. And they're studying, they hook up a, um, I forget the actual name of it, the long name, but it's called a squid. Uh, so using quantum effects to study the quantum gravity wave effects with this quartz crystal. And they're able to detect ultra high frequency gravity waves, the same type of gravity waves that scientists just a couple of years ago have r- wrote in a paper on saying that these are the type of gravity waves that they'd be using to communicate with us if they were able to figure out gravity wave communication. Oh, so they, they don't wow. know that this is ET communication. They found some signals last month. They don't know that they're ET signals. They could be, you know, black holes or some exotic matter doing their thing. But boy, it's very, very interesting. Yep. Oh, dude,
1: that's that like that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. Like the new Ooh, theories too. and thoughts on like how how these things could be happening and and whatnot. Wow.
3: Yeah, That's awesome. just keeps on, keeps on turning. There's, there's keeps new on stuff going. every day. <laughs> as it
1: should. As it should. we got to hold their feet under the fire, which I think our good buddy Avi Loeb is doing, which we will definitely get to him in a little bit. But um, let's talk about the most recent interview over at UCR. Um, not the most recent, excuse me, but the one that ties in the most to what we're going to be talking about tonight, the big phone home. And uh, you guys had Tommy Zito on the show. And for those who don't know, Tommy did something that is exactly what the Big Phone Home stands for and was successful. So that is what gets me excited that this is possible. We are making a difference. And Tommy spent so much time in doing that. So, uh, yeah, Lou, you want to tell us a little about that conversation with Tommy, who he is, what he did, and uh, yeah, how it leads into what we're going to be talking about?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's basically a citizen activist. Um, He's been... Petitioning his congressman in his district, um, uh, uh, Putter, per- per- Perl? what's his what's his last name? Merle oh, Putter. I, I can't. God, Sorry. it's slipping my brain. Sorry, I've got I a bunch of congressmen it, in my uh, head. Gee, you just did two Pearl Mutter. Okay. Um, Congressman Pearl Mutter in the seventh district of Colorado, and he's been soliciting him for two years. He's been emailing, calling. Uh, tweeting, calling, emailing, tweeting, calling, emailing, over (laughs) and over and over again. And for two years – they kind of just jerked him around and and to a point where he was like, what do I have to do? I'm going, I have been to the town hall meetings and I get ignored. I've been, you know, I call you guys, I email you guys, you tell me to, to go through this process and here I've been following your process for two years and it's gotten me nothing. What do I have to do to talk to somebody? And that finally lit a fire under a staffer's butt to set aside 10 minutes with Perlmutter and with Tommy Zito and they sat in a room and talked about this topic and he made the congressman aware of a lot of things that the congressman was not aware of and it just it was a beautiful window into what congressmen do and mm-hmm. focused on and why You know, this question keeps coming up well he must have seen the report like everybody's seen it no not everyone has seen it like they, like these people again like their 70 percent of their time is raising money to get reelected right and the other 30 percent of the time uh is is going over actual job stuff and and who knows how to how much of that 30 percent they're actually focused on their actual job um, but that's a whole other story but the, the point is is that they, they've got other things on the burners. And so when they, they see the UAP congressional report, they might ignore it, which is exactly what Perlmutter did. He was aware of it, but he never read it. And and that's a, like when you make the congressman aware of what's in that report and it catches his attention because he clearly hasn't been briefed by his his team. Now he actually might look into it and this might be, you know, become something that he starts activating himself on and, and demanding from his staff to get him some details on what's going on. So it was just, yeah, it was, I'd never, know, I didn't know who Tommy Zito was until two weeks ago. And a matter of fact, it was, it was Sean Cahill who was like, look at what this guy did. I was like, wow, look at what this guy did. I immediately reached out. I was like, dude, like, I got to have you on the big phone home because we've got to explain to people and and Tommy's the perfect example of this, of how this is a process, not an event. Mm -hmm. This is a it's a it's a it's a it's a marathon, not not a sprint and um and how relentless we have to be, and you know how the big phone home is not a a three day event this time you know it's it's a state of mind we can use this website, we can use these templates uh to reach out to our local and state officials and demand more and and it's okay to do that. We're taxpayers. We, we have that right. That's the whole reason why we have representatives is to express our concerns to them. And we're doing it in a professional, courteous manner, but it's also very clear what we want. And that's congressional hearings. We want hearings. Uh, you know, we're getting a report every 90 days. We'd like to be Privy to that report, um, we'd like to see some more data on on the information that's already out there, especially on the GoFast, the gimbal, and the Tic Tac videos. Like, do we have any other angles? Uh, do we have radar information? Do we have higher fidelity video? Uh, do we have audio, cockpit audio from the Aguadilla footage? Do we have, uh, you know, um, uh, the tower that was at that airport in Puerto Rico? Like, do we have their audio? Um, these are all things that are already out in the public. So why not just be a little more transparent with those things? And and the incentive for government or our elected representatives is they're being transparent. And that's going to win a lot of brownie points with your voters. And it's going to win a lot of brownie points outside of your districts because people... People are curious about this, and when they get any kind of information, I mean, we saw what happened two months ago with the, when the report dropped, and we had sixty minutes, and we had the New Yorker, and uh, and uh, what was the other big magazine that um, that that uh, had an article? But the, the whole point is, is that it was in the mainstream. Dis- you know it was in the Washington DC lobby hotel it was in in power meetings it was at the water cooler it was you know in warehouses people were talking about this because they're curious and and because they were given a little bit more transparency like that 60 minutes interview we finally got to see Alex Dietrich or Alec right. Dietrich uh, you know and 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 we could put now a face to the story And that's transparency, like that's being honest, you know, so I think that you you, you could just see how far it goes when they're just even a little, a little transparent, and it wins trust. So it's... It's a win-win for, for the government, and plus it also, which I think is the most important, it kills stigma, so pilots and military officials can start reporting what they're seeing, and it also kills false flag narratives and dangerous you know conspiracy theory thinking. Like we've we got to get away from the conspiracy theory aspect of these things and, and, and stop uh, making definitive statements off, off what we think might be happening. <laughs> You know, so we're we're trying to get away from that as much as possible. And and, you know, that's I mean, that's why we brought Tommy on because I thought he was just a shining example of how long it takes, how persistent you have to be, and what you have to do. And that's why we had Tommy write one of our templates, you know, and write sort of the bullet points for when you call so you know what to talk about when you call. Because maybe you get nervous when you call, being cautious it's, you know, a lot of people haven't done this. So, you know, that's the whole point of the, of the website is to sort of teach people who've never done this, how to interact with their government. We've, we've made it as easy as possible from signing a petition to providing bullet points for phone calls to re- providing templates for emails and tweets. Um, we've put it all there for you guys. It's super easy. It's copy and paste stuff. So, um, I mean, I've, I've sent my template from John Greenwald to my representative on Saturday, I've already got a response. You know, oh, wow. I already got a response from them. And, and they're, oh, they're looking at my email. They're passing my email on to the Senator of California. That's like, awesome, that's man. what we want. So that's exactly if, what you guys are going 40 for. Yeah. People in the state of just 40 in the state of California sent that email or another template that we had on there we're going to maybe get the Senator of California, come on and talk to us, you know, exactly. uh, or at least uh, 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 say something publicly about it. So just do it. It's so easy. We, yes, can't it. we can't make it any easier.
1: Exactly. And that's what the website really does is it makes this very digestible and easy for anyone to just do it. Um, John says, please sign the petition. Yes. Go to big phone home, the big phone It's like two clicks. Just sign it. Every vote counts like your votes count, guys, when it comes to this. We're, we're always told that they don't, but they do. And it's making a difference. Um, Lou, you mentioned uh, conspiracy. And yeah. I do actually want to touch on that with you guys. Um, there was an article that came out in The Washington Post today um, that really kind of covered this in terms of uh, kind of the age we're living in when it comes to conspiracy theory, um, QAnon, which, you know, has kind of taken a backseat, but it's still there still thriving as many of these things do Um, and kind of the UFO community in how sometimes it does reflect and mirror a lot of these very hardcore conspiracy communities. Uh, Did any of you guys get a chance to read this article by, uh, let me get his name right. Jose Del Rio. I I was, I did speak to him actually. I did assist in this article um, in the background and I was very surprised. I didn't know it was coming out today. Um, So yeah. What did, did any of you guys get a chance to read it? And what did Mm -hmm. you think about it?
4: I I have a guy. Well, look at Rather's face. Just look at Rather's Rather's face. That's that's where you go. Rather,
1: everyone's asking us if we're brothers, too, man. (laughs) That's a conspiracy for another.
0: (laughs) I mean, the haircut, though, is very
1: Very popular. I'm looking a a bit like a ghost today. I got to do something about my lighting. But, yeah, Rather, what do you think of the article, man?
3: Well, Well, I think that there's an inherent difference between, you know, like, conspiracy theories like QAnon and those other conspiracy theories that I mentioned in the article versus the UFO topic. And I think the, the main difference is is that on these other conspiracies that, that that mention, there's an underlying provably incorrect fact that kind of these things are built upon. You know, take flat earth for example. You know, we can prove that the earth is round. So that conspiracy theory is just, you know, people can look at it and tell that it's false. The UFO issue on the other hand we, we don't have that. There's just, uh, it's literally, you know, there's no answers. And I think that it's just as reasonable of a position to think that there are life, that life exists in other universes. And if there does exist life, it probably has made its way here. I think that's a valid assumption. You know, there's the other assumption I think is valid as well, but there's no clear answer here. So I I, I don't think that there similar at all i think there is it's dangerous to believe things without proof clearly but you know i I don't see the similarities that they draw in this article i don't i i don't agree really Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i didn't read the article but i definitely agree with rather i think that you know conspiracy theories are simply when people fill in the blanks right when when an organization is not being transparent uh It's very natural. It's very normal for human beings to want to fill in the blanks. And that's what a conspiracy theory is. Are there real conspiracies? Absolutely. Anytime two people conspire together to do something and then lie about it is a conspiracy. Uh But this idea that, uh, you know, the reason it's called a theory is because it's a theory. It's an idea. It's a it's conjecture. Um, so, you know, when it comes to the extraterrestrial or UFO phenomenon, I think it's super important. You know, we, we sit over, we don't pass on any conspiracies because we don't know, right? To assume, you know, is when you, you know, you're, you're involving yourself and engaging in a conspiracy theory, but we don't know. We're, we're simply interested in this topic. We're interested in getting more data. And that's why we're doing the big phone home.
4: I love it. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, you know, the reason why we have conspiracy theories is, is what Michael just said is because the trance either, there's somebody's not being transparent enough and not giving enough proper information where the information that's coming from the top is bad information. And so people then begin to question it. And, and so that's sort of the dangerous position with the conspiracy theories. And it's why I'm urging our senators and congressmen to really think about being transparent when asked about this topic as much as they can be without, of course, revealing any, you know, sensitive national government secrets or, or the process of how they collect data, but just a little bit more transparency, just talk about it, just giving you talking about it gives the permission to science to study it. And it also, it, it, you know, if we can get some senators to say, yeah, there's no false flag narrative. There's no secret space program where, where we're trying to collect money and selling a false flag, you know, or, or this, um, you know this psyop situation where we're just we're just getting ready for the space force. You know because that's what people say all the time is that this is just a money grab to open the space force. And I hate to break it to people, they've already got the permission, the money's already coming. Like if they don't need this to do it, but coming from me doesn't mean as much as it does coming from a senator or congressman. And so that's what I mean by trying to kill the false flag narrative and kill the stigma, because the more honest they are, and again, it doesn't take much, the, the more we can take that and use it to, to shoot at stigma and these, these danger dangerous narratives. Um, and, and, move this topic away from the conspiracy and closer to the science and the facts, um, but also be sensitive, you know, because we're, we're talking, you know, once the big phone home is over, our next initiative is, is and and really talking to you, Ryan, is going to be a part of this, is sort of we, we want to do an experiencers month or week where we really, really take the time to talk to this part of the community and really try and understand I mean, I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of what it is, but at least for at least a month. So show some empathy and just listen for a little bit um, and try and and put yourself in that perspective or in that that PTSD that some of these folks live through, Um, you know, so it's we need to be respectful to that aspect of it. But again, you know, even with my personal experience and, and this is something that I, I hope to maybe, you know, um, communicate when we do this sort of special month or whatever we're going to call it um, that, you know, we got to keep our personal experiences out of this, unfortunately, as powerful as they are, as important to you and personal and visceral as they are, I can't take that and put it on the desk of a Senator. Like, right. you under, like you you can understand that. Right. Uh, and I think if we if, yeah. if we could both come to sort of that those the, that meeting point, I think that the conversation about experiencers uh, can really start to progress. You know, and I think it's a it's an important part of this. Um, but right now we're just so focused on. Um, on the, on the nuts and bolts, the things that we can prove, the things that I can give to a senator that's going to convince them one way or the other to pursue this. Um, but I think once we do that successfully, and I think we will, then that really opens the door for us to have this other conversation that needs to be had. Exactly. Ryan.
0: Ryan, yeah. can I make a quick comment on the, the
4: false flag
0: psyops conversation? I think this is an important distinction that a lot of people um, miss in this conversation. And so when you think about the reason that a government would do a psyops, especially in a free society, is because they're trying to throw off the enemy, right? They're manipulating right. Right. their own people. To throw off the enemy, right? Whether it's the Soviet Union in the, you know, 50s or 60s, whether it's China, that's why they do that. It's not to get funding for a branch of the military. The, the, the funding is there, right? That's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, we have not done anything to slow down the military industrial complex in the United States of America. And it's, it's, it's very difficult to stop that train that's rolling psyops were always used to throw off the american people because we live in a free society and we wanted to ensure we were throwing off the soviets and the chinese and i just thought i think that's an important distinction uh because if we want to kind of squell this conspiracy theory of uh false flag like there's there's such an important distinction there that i think people uh sometimes gloss over
1: What's up, guys? Ryan Sprague here, and I'm just dropping in to remind you about our Patreon campaign. Somewhere in the Skies is always free to consume, but it's not free to create. So if you want to help the show on a monthly basis, we have tons of rewards for you in return, including shoutouts on the show and website, bonus content and episodes, and free merch. Want to be my guest or pick a topic for the show? You can do that, too. So if you'd like to learn more and to help support the show, visit patreon.com slash skies. Thank you and keep looking up.
0: It's
3: that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax
0: and think about
4: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind.
3: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code LISTEN.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
2: vote uh, and i'm gonna try this will be my early years resolution i am so tired of the word conspiracy theory <laughs> and the word fringe was 89. in that article everywhere it, it's just it's a theory and it maybe it's been debunked like rather was saying or maybe it's a more arguable theory but i'm just so tired of it and like No offense to the the author of that article. I think it was well written. It's definitely well written. It was a nice profile of this person. I was a little bit sad, in my opinion. (laughs) The take on it. All but it was kind of I don't know, it's just it felt like a dated, kind of old article. Like and and it's this is not the story, in my opinion. And just constantly associating any theory with that is unusual to you or whatever is new to you with QAnon or flat earth or whatever. Just, you know, it's just, these are like, and one thing I'll say, and and I've always talked about debunking the debunkers. My red flags just go way high when I'm seeing a lot of that terminology used to discredit witnesses or sightings. Because there are psychological reasons that we believe what we believe. There's deep rooted psychological reasons that we love the scientific method, that we believe lies and propaganda and the cover up just as much is why we delve down the conspiracy theory path. It's irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant. And when all articles are 90%, why, what is the psychological reason that this investigator, you know, he must, w- he really wishes that he wasn't alone in the universe, poor guy, you know, searching for the truth. Like, who cares? Right. Like, you, you, the same reason we want to read a hard science facts are rooted in the same humanity. And it's just, I'm so tired of it.
0: Right. And by using yeah. by using other conspiracies to debunk UFOs is a straw man, logical yeah. fallacy. You're you're literally just th- you're like, hey, look at that. <laughs> and then you just yeah. throw them in another direction. It makes no sense.
3: And they lump the whole UFO community into, you know, believing the exact same things that, you know, everyone believes, you know, the most out there theories where like you know, you read the article, you'd think the author would probably think that Avi Loeb is a conspiracy theorist, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Good point, rather. Well,
1: in uh, Jane and Mike, you guys, you bring up a good point. Now, I remember I was on the phone with that that author for, God, three hours maybe, um, and we went through kind of what he wanted to do with the article, and we went through the very human side to all of it, and he did tell me from the start, I want to connect this somehow to... QAnon and the conspiracy culture of today and I was like, that's fine Like, I'm willing to go down that road with you because there are comparisons to be made, absolutely um, but it's clear that that was not the focal point of the final product, uh, which I, I was also very disappointed in, like Jane mentioned, the article is titled A Lonely Journey of a UFO Conspiracy Theorist, which is so like, pitiful when you think about <laughs> it, it's brutal and I felt so bad for that MUFON investigator in the article um, but you know, he had some good things to say and I think he really stuck up for himself and came out looking actually pretty good by the end of it. Um so good on that MUFON investigator, Sean his name was. Um Dr. Chris Cogswell was interviewed as well, which was pretty fascinating to get his whole take on it as well. Um, conspiracy culture. And I know you guys had a really good conversation mm-hmm. with him not too long ago. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting and it that it always gives me kind of you know when i see that it's the washington post i'm like yes good it's still out there the ufos are still out there in the mainstream but then like jane said this is what it is it's like well this isn't helping anything per se it's it's putting a microscope on one small aspect of the ufo community which is conspiracy theory but yeah yeah,
0: it's Lou you're, Lou.
4: you're muted. What I was saying, then, well, they take the they microscope it and then they take that example and then they paint everybody else in the community with that brush. And it's just right. it's it's inappropriate and it's kind of dangerous because you're lumping all of these people with QAnon. Yeah, um, it is, it does lead you down no, a very you. presumptive road. Yeah. yeah. Um, Um, Well, and
1: that actually, sorry, Luke, go ahead. Um, No, well, I
4: was going to say, but with that said, it still is a good warning, like how this subject can suck you in and put you in a path that is really destructive to yourself.
3: Asking to look at Paul Benowitz.
4: Yes, exactly. So it's it's. I think it's a if if the. I wish the title was different and the emphasis on it was different. Like, hey, if you're not careful, this is what could happen. But this example does not mean that everyone in this is what is, is who they are. And, yeah. um, but there is an underbelly to this that is really nasty where they're, you know, they're like a membership where they're collecting a hundred bucks a year. They've got, you know, you know, $250 manual, um, you know, all of these things that they have to pay for. They don't get paid for their time. They put in a multitude, of, you know, full-time jobs sometimes to be an Your investigator and then they do their own job and then they've got. You know, they're married, they've got kids that they've got to balance with that and and they get sucked in and it it just completely it's like a cult a little bit, you know, so you have to I think those stories are important but you need to highlight them i think in a different way that doesn't paint the brush on everybody else and lump us all into oh we're all spending this money we're all wasting this time we're all crazy conspiracy theorists we all don't love our family we ignore our, our children we're all hermits that live in a you know in a in a bubble um you know so it's it that's you know that's what i didn't like about it but totally. but at the same time it is like be warned like this does happen and it can happen to you easily so don't don't place try not to have a belief system when it comes to this you know don't don't build your
0: entire identity around it correct exactly
4: Mike I know you said that don't
2: don't call yourself UFO James Your whole identity.
4: (laughs) Don't start a YouTube channel talking about UFOs.
1: I do want to thank um Jean Charlevoix for the amazing donation. Thank you so much. Um do you guys realize that the US is this is what um Jean said. Do you guys realize the US is one of very few countries where this conversation can take place as freely as we are witnessing. I personally have no idea what opinion the people around me have on UAPs. Please keep it going. Thank you, Gene. That's amazing. And again, that's what it's all about. Um, And someone else gave us a super chat. John, thank you so much, John. Um, But that actually bleeds right into the next article I want to talk to you guys about before we finally get to the meat of the conversation, the big phone home. Um, This op-ed piece that came out or i shouldn't say op-ed an open open letter to the ufo community by sean cahill who was a chief petty officer during the tic tac event of uh 2004 and um I, this really kind of put me in my shoes and i was like wow this could not have come at a better time with kind of we're in a weird place right now we're post you know uap report we've got You know, this controversy going on in the UFO community with an experiencer who is claiming to finally provide evidence of aliens living in, what is it, mountains or a cave or something like that. And it's frustrating because every time we think we're making headway, something comes along that seems to give us, put us two steps back. Um, I had this conversation with Jimmy Church last night, actually, where we kind of came to the conclusion we're not really taking steps back like this is just you're taking a little detour there's a timetable for it and if it's not what it is we get back on the main road and we keep moving on but um what did you guys think about this open letter to the ufo community by sean cahill anyone who wants to hop in with that
0: i mean i thought that you know it it was basically like don't be a dick and like don't destroy everything we've made just because you have a different idea right i mean that's that's what i got out of it and I, and I realized that you know there's so much infighting within the community and you know that's all we try to do in our shows is is take people who have different opinions and and let's air those opinions out and let's run them through our our filters of logical fallacies and cognitive bias and let's 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 learn something that's all we do
1: yeah that's a good point what did you guys think about it
3: yeah i thought it was beautiful writing he you know really paints a great picture i thought it was you know great piece of prose and you know really really fun to read uh yeah, I thought that the the message kind of seemed to be that he, at least my reading, was that he wanted to kind of detach the new research from the kind of the history of alien bodies and and woo and that sort of stuff, kind of trying to tell us that people who are investigating it now might not want to be associated with all that stuff. And I think that that's a, a, a decent message. It kind of goes on to what Lou was saying, is that you can't really take, although there might be truth behind all that stuff, In the present form, you can't take that and give it to a congressman or woman and advance the conversation. So I think that there's a lot of a lot of wisdom in what he was saying. Right. And, you know, it's so funny. I was
1: listening to a I listened to a movie review podcast, you know, when I'm not listening to you guys or every other UFO podcast out there. I love listening to movie reviews and they were reviewing uh, the Langoliers, the made for TV movie, Stephen King. And, um, it was hilarious reliving that movie in my mind with them. But um, kind of the concept of the Langoliers, this story, is these creatures that manifest through fear and through this and through that, and they literally chew up time. So in the, you know, the conceit of this story, um, what I think King was going for is there is no past. Like literally these creatures destroy the past. So how can we look into the future or how can we change the future if there's no past to go back and ultimately change? So kind of this really interesting concept with time and space. But it kind of brought me back to this idea of Sean's right. Like, yeah, we can appreciate everything that came before what's going on now in the UFO field. We obviously build off of that research and move forward. But yeah, kind of um, leaving that behind because that's the stuff that will scare people away and will not we won't get scientists to want to get involved there's too much baggage from the past alien autopsy you know all these other things that have gone on um so kind of i i i loved how sean framed this thing i really did And like you said his pros were amazing i do want to read one line here this son of a bitch he's such a good writer this is not a news cycle it's a fight to change the course of history. This fight doesn't have a bevy of embedded journalists feeding the satellite. It reports back to HQ with solid progress and not until. You are both HQ and audience. Get out of the stands and into the trenches. I'll see you there. I mean, if that's not like a, a call to action, I don't know what it is. I don't it's know what It's pretty, it is, but, pretty um,
0: inspiring writing.
1: I love it. I love it. As a playwright, he's killing me here with all of this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to touch on with Sean's open letter and what we should uh, think about in the community?
2: It was just so meta. You know, it's like, I mean, this is definitely not an article my mom's going to read, you know, to learn <laughs> about UFOs. It was very, very, like, targeted, a specific community. I would say, yeah, I, mean, I thought it was extremely well written. I really, really enjoyed reading it. Um, so I've just appreciated that. Uh, I, I would say it's kind of... This, Thing that we're like we're kind of so obsessed with like our own culture and infighting and and like what's to come and the thing is is the UFO Twitter UFO field or whatever is going to get dwarfed increasingly dwarfed you know so quickly and absorbed by the world's <laughs> the world's like point of view on this which is full of witnesses and all kinds of people and it's going to be such a big conversation soon so i think what really got me is i think we just i don't know how much longer we have left these like little kind of i guess we'll c- continue to have these like uh, inside inside conversations and panels but it really is turning into this kind of gap between between worlds yeah yeah not super eloquent but that yeah that's kind of what what Took
1: from it absolutely yeah and i think everyone kind of took something different from it i i loved it i really did it really made me look at myself and how i either present my research or um my how, how just how i handle this topic in a public forum and you know is me going on twitter and you know not making fun of but immediately judging someone who claims to be an experiencer um is that what I set out to do when I first got involved in this topic. No, I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want to be that Dick saying that all these people are making shit up. Like I wanted to work with them and understand why they think this happened to them and stuff. So it did make me kind of step back and be like, I wrote a book about experiencers and their lives and how it impacted them. I am the last person who should be immediately saying, no, that person is not telling the truth. It's impossible. Again, we will wait and see, and that's what it comes down to for me. All of these experiencers, all of it is just a story, all of it, until there's evidence, and I, I, supposedly we're going to get that evidence. And if we don't, we move on.
0: Right. I think Zach Saichi is such a great example of this, and he talks about this a lot. We, we know He spent some time on our shows, and he's like, you know what? I was an asshole to UFO Twitter. I was just a jerk because – I had my belief and my belief was right. And I think that's where, you know, his growth and humility, it, you know, when he shared that I was, I was moved. Cause I was like, that's, that's the way to go. And I think, I think that's what Sean was getting at as well.
1: I think so too. Um, well, awesome. Let's, let's reset the room guys and talk about it. We are here with Luisa Menes, Michael, we've got rather, we've got UFO Jane. Everyone's here from the big phone home. And, uh, and everything in between. You guys all have shows. I can't keep them straight anymore. <laughs> but you are all coming together for the big phone home too, which is starts tomorrow. My God. Mm-hmm. Uh it snuck up on us, as I'm yeah. sure it has you guys. Um yeah. let's go right into it. Um tell us about who is going to be there. I'm gonna pull up the speakers. Here, Ooh. if I can, boom, there we go. Yeah. Um, and if you guys, if there's anyone who really stands out that you want to really talk about, be my guest, Luis. Of course, this is your yeah. your baby. So, if you want to start, tell us a little about who's going to be there, who you're excited about, and whatever you want, man.
4: Yeah, well I mean, you know, the, the first one was only one day, so we kinda had to mash everybody into into these big panels. So uh when when we were coming up with the idea this time, I was like, Well, maybe we should do three days, <laughs> you know? Um and uh and they came up with the idea of well, let's separate these three days into sort of categories. Um, you know, where well, the first day we'll have podcasters, journalists, experiencers, um uh, you know, everyone who's you know who's in the community, a community show essentially. Uh, and we'll and you know we're ending the day with pe- fans of the show that call in and talk to us and, and share their opinions of the day. And then the second day we're going to be doing science and tech, uh, directly associated with UAP on Michael's channel, um, the Singularity Lab, and and we got we reached out to Rich Hoffman the SCU, and we reached out to the Galileo Project and Avi Loeb. Um, and, and they were instrumental in helping us get a whole bunch of scientists to come talk to us, uh, in, in this UAP discussion and and how we can scientifically, inc- uh, talk about it first of all, and then how we can encourage other scientific boards, uh, thinkers, um, mouthpieces to to join the conversation uh and and then on the day three we're doing we're focused on the military aspect of the discussion so uh former and uh current government officials um uh, veterans, uh, we're having, uh, Chris Leto, uh, who F-16 fighter pilot, who's been going back and forth with Mick West. So that's going to be a really fun conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jazz Shaw is going to be there day three. Um, we've got Danny Sheehan, we've got Lou Elizondo, um, uh, you know so the day three is uh, we, we, the one conversation I'm re- really 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 looking for there's two conversations on day three that I'm just like super excited about um, and uh, so the first panel is going to be Danny Sheehan Annie McGrillen, John Greenwald and Jamal Thomas. Thomas um, it's a two hour conversation it's just going to be absolutely epic and then the second conversation I'm really looking forward to is uh, Lou Elizondo, Rich Hoffman Ross Colthart, and Robert Salas um, so, you know, just the nuclear aspect of this, I think has been kind of overlooked. Nobody's really talking about it. So I, I, you know, we're lucky that we got, um, uh, Mr. Robert Salas to join us. So that's going to be a really, really, really cool wow. uh, discussion and panel. Um, and yeah, that, you know, the, the idea is to just have these wonderful conversations where people can partake, ask questions, um, you know, and, and see where it goes, uh, see where, what, what happens when we bring these minds together, what kind of conversations we can spark, and then hopefully inspire people to use the website to, to activate themselves and send a couple emails or, or tweets or, or sign a petition. You know, we're, we're bringing all these people together to, to, you know, the, 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 the guests coming on the show is the, the, the cherry, uh, the website and the activism, that's the cake. Uh, you know, everything else is just icing. Um, and that's why it's free, you know, uh, because we want to attract as many people as we can. We, we want everybody to watch. We, we don't want, we don't want you to feel left anybody to feel left out. Uh, and because of that, we're begging you, begging you. please use the website, activate yourself, get in touch with your local state representatives. Uh, that's why we're giving it away for free. You know, it's an exchange. We give you the free show. We give you the free three day UFO conference with scientists and everybody. <laughs> and we even got a Congressman. Uh, we've got Congressman uh, Tim Burchett is going to be joining us the first day. So we actually have a Congressman. This website was a big part in getting, uh, you know, the staffers looked at it and then they passed it on to the Congressman and the congressman was like, sure, I'll do it. Uh, you know, after of course, Dan Warren, uh, Um, helped us get in touch with the congressman. So that was a big kudos to him uh, for helping us uh, facilitate that. And, um, and yeah, you know, we've just, uh, we're trying to attract as many public officials as we can with this event. Um, And we're going to, we're going to be galvanizing people during the event to reach out to congressmen and senators and seeing if we can actually get them interested. If we get a couple thousand tweets at Marco Rubio, who knows, maybe we can get Marco Rubio to come talk up to us about, uh, you know, the UFOs and UAPs and and what's going on. I really, 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 really want to talk to Bill Nelson. (laughs) Uh, That's going to definitely be one of the people that I, I hope we can get a couple thousand tweets at Bill Nelson to come talk to us for 10 or 15 minutes about what's going on with NASA uh, and, uh, and the UFO topic. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're looking to kill stigma. We're looking to bring people together on common ground. We're looking to activate people, uh, to, uh, or motivate them to interact with their, with their government. And we're just giving you, um, essentially a playbook of how to ask for things, uh, and demand, uh, transparency or whatever you want doesn't have to be about ufos can be outside of ufos but it's it's just a playbook it's it's a play-by-play on how to do it and it it just so happens that we want ufo transparency in public hearings exactly Um, but you can use the website (laughs) for any kind of activism you want
1: cool man well let's let's tackle this uh observation good to see great women speakers women need more visibility in these discussions i think we can all agree on that um so jane (laughs) <laughs> of course we're gonna we're gonna throw it to you, right? Um, tell us a little about what you're gonna be doing at the event, who you're gonna be talking with, and yeah, what uh, yeah, what's gonna be going on in your neck of the woods with Big Phone Home?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, yeah, so speaking of women, so tomorrow, uh, two PST, two Pacific, five Eastern, we'll have a ladies' hour. So it'll be Nikita Cranda or NK. Cranda you might know her as that Um, so she works with experiencers and people who have actually experienced like trauma and so she's really her perspective is really interesting Mm -hmm. and uh, Jess Rogie, my good friend and Solid researcher and podcaster, and then Lynn from Spaced Out Radio, and then we'll also have Lou Elizondo on. It looks like for the second half of that hour, the whole hour, or for the whole hour. Okay, great. I can't quite tell on the 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 schedule. Yeah, no,
4: that makes sense. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll change where he's at. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. (laughs) I couldn't quite, couldn't quite tell. Yeah, Glad that's we even this better. Yeah, session, so we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. We
1: well, yeah, still we've got we've time. We got fourteen <laughs> hours, according
4: <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it all. We'll get all worked out. All the little details and and yeah. eyes crossed. Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. So for a awesome. full
2: hour, but what we're gonna kind of get maybe I'd just show a different side of Lou, and get like a more female perspective than maybe he's used, you know, used to. And then also, I will say for um, Science day, we've got Chase Klesky, and she's got the forensics background, and Dr. Desiree Hertak, who her resume is like incredible archaeology, environmental sciences, like all, all across so her perspective will be great. And then Monday, talking to Lori Refelt, who, um, what is former U.S. Air Force, and she was actually stationed uh, at RAF Bentwaters in nineteen eighty, and had saw some things at, before the Rendlesham uh, that famous incident. So she'll be, you know, really um, incredible to talk to. So we've got some women lined up for you guys. That um, and then Erica Luke's will be in there too, and Britt. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's other women I didn't even mention. So. Um, awesome. It see, see sounds weekend.
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah and I'm so happy Lori's going to be there. Her story having to do with the Rendlesham events is a piece of the puzzle that I don't think a lot of people have really focused on. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say and how it ties in to yeah. the famous Rendlesham Forest mm-hmm. incidents as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, Rather,
3: what are you going to be taking part in at the Big uh, Phone Home? Yeah, I'm just... Uh, at all. I'll be along for the ride. I'll be, you know, trying to try to manage the chat, you know, throwing some good questions when I can and uh, have, have it a lot of fun. It's going to be just amazing discussions every hour. Uh, There's going to be you know great, great guests. I'm just really looking forward to all the discussion. And I think we're actually going to make a difference. You know, uh, getting these people, uh, you know, everyone to call Congress is how we get disclosure to happen. You know, these Congress people aren't going to do it by themselves. They need this impetus. And I yeah, I think that this is what the, the movement needs, and I'm really excited and honored to be a, be a part of it. Awesome. And again, we have to stress how important
1: but how easy as well it is to just tweet to these people. I mean, Luis did it the other day and said, guys, just retweet this. It's all I'm asking. You click one button, and that's going to flood them. And that's when they're going to be like, all right, fine, maybe I'll take a look at this. And then you guys know, just like me, the minute I click on an article... And then it's just a rabbit hole from there. And that's where you get them. And that's when they start going into meetings and being like, did you read that classified report? I I didn't look at that. Should we go look at it? Because we can. We should probably do that, you know? So I think it's awesome. And, like, it's so easy. And you guys have made it so easy. And for all the people out there who say it's not going to make a difference, the truth embargo will continue. Okay, that's fine. But if we don't at least try, then we're just going to be having the same, not even argument. We're just going to have the same um, pity party for the rest of this, you know, for the rest of our lives when it comes to UFOs. So I know that was not an eloquent (laughs) way to say it.
4: Well, I will say thank God Martin Luther King didn't think like that. Thank God Malcolm X didn't think like that or or any great leader. Uh, you know. throughout history on whatever the topic was um yeah yeah so if, no, that's... If, if that's your thinking i'm sorry you've probably you've lost <laughs> like they got you've already you, lost you you, yeah. they, you know you you've you fallen you've fallen victim to exactly what they wanted you to be which is just uh you know uh, but,
3: you know like how, how do you eat an elephant you know one bite right. at a time you got you got to start somewhere and exactly. right. it, it might seem
4: insurmountable right now but I eat, mean, again, your, yeah. that's why we brought on Tommy no, Zito. Guys, it, it's working.
2: It. It's working, and I know, um, I don't know if else, like, on the chat can, like, speak to this. I know Ryan can, but, look, before, like, 2017, um, UFOs weren't real. Like, they officially were not real. Mm-hmm. So I I started out anonymous when I blogged about it, and I've increasingly felt like I don't have to be anonymous. And so I think if we think just a little, lo- think about this the stigma of reporting UFOs in the past and how that is going away. And I think that alone shows that it's working. If, if people can report a UFO and not worry about some shadowy men in black figure following them or coming to visit them, then that's progress. You know, whether or not we prove that even the aliens are visiting or not, I think that's big progress.
1: It is. And again, some of these names and faces we're seeing that are taking part these are not the people you would necessarily expect would take part in something like this. I'm you know, I'm looking at the scientists specifically. Like they have a very strict way of doing their research, and it's usually, you know, in the shadows, and they don't really want the world to know they're doing this. But then you have people like Kevin Knuth coming to the event or Rich Hoffman who, you know, work with the the SCU as well. And the oh. fact that they're willing to come on to something like this. And, you know, I don't want to say tarnish the reputation because that's not something UCR would do, could do, Mm -hmm. or the big phone home. But just to talk about UFOs, that can be suicide, career suicide for a lot of people.
4: So I I think think it's amazing uh, the
1: people you were able to rope in for this. And I mean roping in a good way.
4: I think the part of the reason is, is because when you look at our website, there's not a picture or mention of UFO anywhere. The, the, the word UFO is nowhere on the website. It's nowhere in our advertising except or marketing,
2: for me. Sorry.
4: Um, except for UFO Jane. Yeah, that's uh, granted. I stand corrected, except for Some UFO guy. Jane. Uh, but that's why I think, well, actually, if you go to her name, it might say Jane Kyle. Oh, A-K- that's true. Yeah, yeah. You can UFO always do, just do
2: the, the name. Yeah,
4: um, but
2: Human name.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's why when we sent the web, that was the one of the first things I was very, very adamant about. I don't want to see aliens. I don't want to see UFOs. I don't want to see any of that stuff, because if I send that to a senator, pff, gone out of there. Okay. They're not even going to l- open it, click on it. Um, but if the website's easy to use, if it's straightforward, um, if it's respectful um, and it's it's to the point. We might have a shot, you know, and I think it's like Jane said, it's working. I mean, we've got a congressman coming on the show. We've got a congressman coming on the show. Um, You know, I've already given you the example that I've already heard from my senator. So this website and no offense to Michael because he helped me, uh, design the first one. But even Michael admit this website is infinitely better than the first one we had up. It's so much easier to use. And I, honestly, I want to just give a shout out to James Fox. His website was a huge inspiration and in sort of the, 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 the. The framework we kind of looked at and used when we built ours, uh, but we just added more. We made it easier. We added a petition. We added uh, templates written by John Greenwald and Tommy Zito and Rather and 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 uh, we've got it's, it's just it's a tool belt filled with a bunch of wonderful tools to to talk about UAP in a um, in a in a, a manner that a senator or congressman will pay attention to.
0: And a big shout out to Ben from UFO Garage who designed this website and who built this website. I mean, yeah, Nito Creative. It's just extraordinary, uh, the legitimacy that he helped to install in this process. So much, much thanks to, uh, to Nito and Ben
4: and i mean not only that but he's also been adding a lot of the visuals that you guys see the posters uh the po- all of that stuff we had a designer make it but he's the way he's been able to sort of edit all of these images and 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 fit them to exactly my specifications uh, cuz i've been very very picky with with what i if you've worked with me you'll know i got you know like i've got you know I, I I think I have a high standard when it comes to uh, to to the looks and feels of things, and and if I don't like it, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, and Ben was so damn awesome, just helping us. Like all of those thumbnails, he helped us design um, every single aspect that you see here. It was it all came from Ben's uh, Ben's expertise and and help. So if you need a website, I highly recommend to go check him out
1: absolutely sorry to block your face there buddy i forgot to take that off um i want to say good night to john john was very very gracious with his uh donations to the show tonight and his questions so john have a good night buddy thank you for being here uh we have gary vorhees in the chat as well what's up up? worth every penny he says let me get that up on here thank you gary again
4: sorry Luis. No, it's fine. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There we I, go. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you trust me. You don't want to lose viewers here. Uh, oh, stop
1: Sprague. it. Stop it. <laughs> Gary, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. There was one other thing I wanted to put up on here. I don't remember where I saw it. Um, Paisley says, write, call, retweet, be polite, but be relentless. That's uh-huh. so true. Like, like we were talking about Tommy earlier. Like this took him a year to get a 10 minute, two years, two years, years. I was being generous, um, to get a 10 minute meeting, but it made all the difference in the world, which is amazing. So think of how many people saw the first phone home event and are going to be watching through these three days. If every one of us tweeted and called or wrote a written letter, which is also something you can do, um, and actually print out our
4: templates and do that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted, to make difference. it easy.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, thank you so much, Gary. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, what did I miss? Invisible night school. A lot, man. Oh, You'll man. have to uh, catch go back up and start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good day. Good morning from Winston. I'm assuming they're in Australia. Um, well, is there anything else about the event you guys wanna wanna share with us before? Um, we start to wrap things up here you guys got to go get to work you've been on youtube for god the past four or five hours i know you have a lot of work ahead of you but um yeah is there any last sort of closing things you want to bring up about the big phone home happening this weekend
0: I think that everything that that we can say about the big phone home has been said, but the bottom line is we're just looking for support. We're just looking for people who are interested in this topic, who want a bit more transparency. If we've got a preliminary UAPTF report, Uh, that's unclassified. What else is in the classified version? These are answers we want. These are the things that we're looking for. And this is what we believe we will attain. And it just takes momentum. As Rather and Louise said, it's all about building the momentum. Zero action creates zero results. So we're just trying to take actions that can mobilize a community to create a movement to get the attention of the people who can actually help us make a change, and that's that's the goal of the Big Phone Home too, and uh, that's what we hope you all will join us for this weekend.
1: Thanks, Michael. And I do want to put this up here. You guys should get James Fox. On the big phone home, he's a big transparency advocate. That could not be more true. I know James is, I think, in Brazil
4: right now. He's right? in Brazil, yeah. Trust yeah. me when I tell you, I've tried. I, I, <laughs> I've, you I have, I have tried a lot uh, to to get James <laughs> Fox, uh, so much so that I I basically pushed his website instead of mine on the big first big phone home because I was so in love with his website. Um, you know, so yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe part three, May who knows? Maybe he'll we come, can get him. He'll come see us this time. I mean, we could always tweet at him. I know
0: he's, I he'll know like, he's hey, in hey, Brazil. I, we'll... I know, I know he's filming, so I don't, we'll see. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, we look, last time we had some surprise guests that we didn't plan uh, it's true. coming in. Oh, it's going to happen. That's what I was going to say. Gonna <laughs> it's going to happen. It's I know happen you guys are going to have happen. people, mm-hmm.
1: you will have some surprise guests. It's just bound to happen. And yep. I'm sure they will be pretty, pretty stellar and exciting. But yeah.
3: Any any other last words, Jane? Rather, I'm just really looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast.
2: I just think Michael, rather, and Louise have done. They're the hard workers, like behind everything. So you know, I will be there. And uh, but they've done such a great job putting this event together, and I'm so excited to be part of it and I hope everybody tunes in and not just that like this is also a different way to talk to family and friends too because now you have this activism like policy angle where you could almost talk to them about it in a neutral way and it's not even about if aliens are real it's just like I'm curious about this and maybe, maybe they sign the petition to like support you because they're a family member or a friend of you or something so I think that's a keep that in mind too when you're talking to yep. folks in regular life also, I also just a lot say, of love like, in the
1: chat here guys. Let's that's a great, go, way to,
2: they
3: said. great way to get Aren't introduced you? to the UFO community, you know, like uh, prior to the first Big Phone Home, I didn't know about, you know, most of these people in the, you know, community. It's, it's pretty overwhelming to go to UFO Twitter, go to YouTube and figure out, you know, who are the interesting names to follow and, you know, we've got a lot of them these 3 days. So, you know, if you're looking to know who to interesting to follow, you know, come check out Big Phone Home too.
4: Uh, Gary, yeah, please. Gary done. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be one of our surprise guests on maybe day three during yeah, our veteran, military it. day, we'd love to it. have you. I'm sure we'd be able to squeeze you in there somewhere. Um, he but is, you know, he's
2: a we can sure guy. make it work. We can,
4: yeah, we can make he, it work.
1: I had him on not too long ago, and he blew my mind with some of the stuff he's been looking into. So, yeah, yeah, Gary, if you can make it any of the three days, man. Please, we'll please take it. reach out
4: um, to let us sure Yeah, well, the, the and, it, and look, if you can't make it, that's cool, too. I mean, if you're looking for other ways to help uh, retweet, you know, anytime mm-hmm. we 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 uh, share the website, share the website yourself. Use the hashtag, the big phone home Too, which we is trending now um, that, that it's been trending for at least three or four days. Um, so you know, use the hell out of it. It's, it's definitely a big reason why we had so many viewers for the first one. Um, So, you know, Hey man, if if that's how you can help, that would be immense. You know, word of mouth is, is the best way you can help. uh, If you can't be there physically or, or uh, for the stream, if you can't watch it, you're busy. Like, and that's why we're doing it on the weekend. You know, that's why we didn't do it in the middle of a weekday because we know people are working. Um, And also, you know, just, uh, just to avoid big news stories. Like if we had done this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and say Afghanistan happened a month later than it did, we would be doing an event asking for UAP transparency during that mess. It would look insensitive. It would look just awkward and out of touch. So that's why we're doing it on the weekend. So we could avoid things like that. Um, and to look, not out of touch. We also understand that, you know, there's a lot of other suffering in the world. So check out the website. There's also links there to donate to refugees uh, uh, that have been directly affected by the crisis in Afghanistan. And also there's a, a, a link to the Red Cross if you want to help uh, people with uh, that have been displaced by Hurricane um, Ida. So there's, you know, That's those amazing. are we've added onto the website. So please, you know, like, um, and, and just to go back to kind of what Jane said, making it a a political conversation where you can make it neutral. Like we're having a whole bunch of scientists on the show. This is a science conversation now. So you could pass these kind of things on to, you know, people that may not be into the topic, but maybe really love science, you know, Uh, maybe that people that aren't into the topic, but love military speak, we're going to have all all of those things as much as we can within the three days. And and so hopefully it encourages, you know, people to share it. And like, I think my favorite story is my neighbors across the street, she, she found my show. I don't know how I can't remember. I think it was her husband who started watching it and they love it. They had no idea about the topic. They love the science that we bring to the discussion, uh, both on Michael's channel and on my channel. We try to do it as best we can too. Um, You know, but we're not the scientists. We bring the scientists on and talk to them and ask them questions. But, you know um, but yeah, you know, it's just trying to bring this conversation into a place where uh you know it's a it's a topic that brings people together as opposed to pushes people apart because it's a bipartisan issue. that's the most important thing. it's a bipartisan issue, UAP so well, um,
1: and Luis, that's reflective in your speaker list. I mean, I know there's people on that list that wouldn't be caught dead being on a show with one another and yep. don't get along and would never go to a conference and speak with this person, but here they are all being a part of the big phone home because they see the bigger picture. So that's what you guys have done. You've brought the community together. You've introduced us all to each other. Putting faces to names is so important, I think, in this field. Um, And seeing the human that's actually behind the screen is so important, too. So you guys have done an amazing job with that. Um, Gary is in, he
4: said. So he's going to be reaching (laughs) out to you guys. Excellent, Um, excellent. Well, uh, well, we we got to get it together he, after the show. See where we can put him. <laughs> yeah, I've actually yeah,
0: got yeah. i've got a i've got a spot on Science Day if that's uh, if that works for him.
1: Yeah. Oh, he I think he can do that. He's um he's taking some courses right now that you'll find really interesting Mike, Hell for sure. Yes. Um, Hell yes. other than that, UCR has become something truly special. Carl says, and I couldn't agree more. Um, you guys, and like Jane said. She and I have been in this field for a really long time, and I have never seen such a strong community. And it's always good, bringing me to tears. We've spent so many years doing what we do and being made fun of or um, being shamed by the older guard or, or everything in between and um, just arguing and not getting anywhere. And boom, here you guys come, and you're doing five shows a week. You're so positive. You're working your butts off to make these sort of things happen, and um I just want to say thank you, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for letting me be a part of it and um I'm excited for what's to come the next three days and uh, yeah, that's the last thing I'm gonna say. Awesome
0: um, Well, Ryan, yeah. it's truly a pleasure i mean you 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 and UFO Jane have been true trailblazers, so we're just we're just following your footsteps
4: yeah oh, uh, we're, we're well, standing on your shoulders that's for sure um <laughs> and you know hey man it, like this is not our, this is for everyone you no know, we don't own this uh you know it, take this website and make it your own make it your thing and we encourage that uh go for it have fun um you know?
1: Have fun. That's key. Well, let's um let's throw the socials out there, guys, for each of you before we we go here. We'll start. Jane, tell us uh, where we can find everything you're up to.
2: Yeah. So UFO Jane TX right there. That's the Instagram, and then I mean, um, if you search UFO Jane, you know, on the different social media places, you'll find me. because I'm different. It's different. It's very confusing. It's different. <laughs> you <world's> everywhere, <laughs> but I'm everywhere. So.
1: Awesome Mike give it to us brother
0: uh, I am, You can find me on Twitter At Singularity Mike uh, Gary I just followed you on Twitter So I'll be reaching out uh, to get you on the show uh, And then You can also find me at the Singularity Lab uh, on YouTube Day 2 of the Big Phone Home Will be hosted there So all you gotta do is type in the Singularity Lab on YouTube And uh, yeah that's it And then uh, we're on uh, Unidentified Celebrity Review Monday, Wednesday, Friday as well
1: Awesome. Rather, let's do it, man.
3: Uh, happy squidding. Uh YouTube, Rather be squidding. and uh this weekend at the Big Phone Home too. Perfect. And Luis,
1: last but not least, brother, give it to us.
4: Uh Lou Angeles, L U Angelus. just check out my Link Tree and my Twitter. Uh it'll give you all of the links to where you can find the big phone home, where you can find my channel, where you can find Mike's channel, where you can find rather, all of that stuff. So um So Perfect. yeah, that's it.
1: Awesome. And again, it's the big three free days of amazing speakers and guests and in ways to activate yourself and get involved. So everyone go check it out. I'm going to say good night to you guys. Do my little socials separately so you can go have the rest of your night free and hopefully right, relax. Man. You have a lot of work ahead of you. So I'm yeah. going to say good night, Luis, rather Michael, Jane. Thank you so much. For
4: I'll, see you, I'll see Thank you, you first thing tomorrow morning, Ryan Sprague.
1: Bright at bright what's this? Bright-eyed well, and bright eyed and early tiled. bright early for me. I think it'll be mid morning for you. Mid morning. Yeah, it yeah, depends on finish, how tonight goes. Finish. Yeah.
0: Blue eyed <laughs> and bushy tailed. Here we go. Yep. Blue eyed and bushy tailed. I love it. <laughs> thank
1: you guys. Have a great night. All right. Later. You too.
4: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> that was incredible. Guys, thank you for joining us for this hour and a half live stream. Um, please, please join us. At the big phone home, it's going to be an amazing event, and again, I have to thank Michael and Luis and Jane and Rather for everything they've done to make this thing come together. It, it's giving me hope in the UFO field. Uh, something you know, we're let down a lot in this field, and a lot of really good stuff has been going on in the past couple years, and we can't let go of that. We got to keep it going. And that's what they're doing with the big phone home. So again, the big is where you can find everything. You can even watch the streams right from the website as well. Um, other than that, please check out somewhere in the skies as always on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter at somewhere skies, Instagram at somewhere skies Pod. Thank you to all of you who uh, did the super chat, super stickers tonight and contributed to the show. I really, really appreciate it. It does make a huge difference in um, making the show continue and grow. So thank you. I have this beautiful new microphone because of you guys out there. So yeah, if you want the quality and quantity of Somewhere in the Skies to multiply, please consider... Helping the show out that way, or by simply liking this video, subscribing, sharing it, and everything in between. I want to thank all of you for coming tonight. Thank you um, to Ithra, or Aura. I always get your name wrong. I'm sorry. Case for Infinity, Mo, April, Paisley Wave, Judy, Gary, April. Um, I know there's so many more, so many more. Redbeard, Chris, Carl boss anonymous rex you guys have been so supportive and i really do appreciate that and um if i'm forgetting you i will get it next time so join me on the next live stream other than that have a great night we'll see you tomorrow at the big phone home and uh that's all i got guys so as always i will give you my send off keep your feet on the ground but never stop searching somewhere in the skies